Who do you talk to about money? Who do you share your financial goals, your dreams, your challenges with? Do you share with your family? Do you share it with a professional? How do you pick your professionals? If you're doing well, do you share that with other people? If you're not doing well, do you share with other people? If somebody you know is not doing well financially, what do you do? This week on Faith for Finances, we're going to look at prospering in community. Welcome to Faith for Finances. My name is Sam and I am your host and I am so thrilled to introduce you to Harvey Trotter. Harvey and I have known each other for a few years and Harvey, I'll kind of give your background a little bit and then I'll let you fill in if I've missed anything, okay? Harvey is joining via Zoom and Harvey lives on the coast and uh, yet he surprised us a little while ago and uh, showed up unexpectedly and that is what I love about friends that can just drop in like that so Harvey is a follower of Christ he is a husband of Arlene for how many years there you go, 40 plus years. He's a father of a couple of kids and a bunch of grandkids. Uh, he has been around ministry for 30 years, I guess, 30 plus years. Planted churches, led churches. He's also a business coach and a church consultant or leadership consultant, I guess. Is that right? And for a few years now, he's been involved in uh, setting up or working with a house church network. Did I miss anything? Okay, perfect. So, um, Harvey, can you tell us a little bit uh, or a story or idea or concept about why community is so important right now in the body of Christ? And we've got big communities, but we have little communities. So as we were talking about, we want to, how do you break through some of this stuff? Yeah, you know, I just really believe everybody... Uh, wants to be known and mm. wants to know people. Awesome, yeah. And um, so one of the challenges of our culture is busyness and hmm. pace and, and so forth. And then we isolate so many times <laughs> yeah. until the world becomes edict into isolating. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then all of a sudden I see people everywhere reaching out like uh, they haven't reached out before. Yeah. Because they realize, I really do need to know people and get to know people. Is so it's, it's amazing how when it's told we can't do it, then it's like, wow, I really do need to do this. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Although we, through the, this, uh, the whole shift that was so unexpected, and it was interesting how we've got some fear and some faith, and yet the bottom line is that need to connect and the awareness of our immediate relationships and those around us. One of the things that happened to Joe and I when we first moved into our home when our daughter was really little is we always refer to it as the great snow of 96. And it was amazing because we met our neighbors very, very, very quickly because it was really quiet. And I think we have this built-in 
desire and this need to connect. God made us in community, relationship with him, relationship with each other. We're made in his image. Oh, can you um, share a little bit about, do you have a, any stories that you want to share about your what's happening in the house church movement around the world? Yeah, you know, I can, I can do that, but this is something that's kind of fascinating, I find it's interesting. Um, I live about 40 blocks from the U.S. border. Yeah. And uh, there's a couple parts um, close to where I live is where there's actually a road that runs on each side of the border. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's really only about 15 feet, 15 feet apart. And then there's a border marking. And what's happened in the midst of borders closed in countries is on, I've never seen this before, in the afternoons, you'll drive down one of these roads and yeah. you'll see people in lawn chairs on one side of the border visiting with people with lawn chairs on the other side of the border. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. So we can do, what we're doing now is we're, mm -hmm. we get a gap of several hundred miles. So sure. we're using technology, but there's something about people, not on a phone, not on a computer screen, but just seeing people. Yeah. Uh, face-to-face -face sure. talking. Mm -hmm. They can't touch. And what's interesting is I've never seen more border um, vehicles driving yeah. by yeah. because the borders are effectively closed. So all those border cars are yeah. driving up and down and with kind of this added security. So yeah. it, it, I, I just found that such an interesting, interesting piece that sure. people had to see each other. Yeah. Um, and how to interact with each other, whether they're family or friends or who knows who knows what it is. Yeah. So it, it just comes back to this place that we need to interact, and I believe, mm -hmm. uh, face to face. So the, the whole online church phenomena. Yes. About you know preaching and music and so forth. Yeah. Is a tool. Yeah. Because I think effectively we have to gather with other people. Yes. In, yeah. In gathering, so technology is great. It will never, I believe, unless uh, there's, you know, you know, some very unique uh, situation, you're, you're, you're up hundreds of miles away from anybody. Yeah. But it's done best in the community, and that's why the Bible calls the church a family. Yes, yeah, that's awesome. And we're all one body. Yeah. Yeah, so families are generally small. You, you know, previous years you could have 10 siblings. Sure. Mm -hmm. But basically get everybody together and with children, grandchildren, it could be 60, 70 people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that is a great model picture of what I think a church can be and can be and should be. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the financial implications then. Because we learn finance in our family, our first messages are, you know, can we do this or can I have that? And, um, or you can't have this and you can't have that and you listen to mom and dad. So let's talk about that. The whole, the theme here is prospering in community. Because where does money come from? It comes in via some other person. And so we know that God is the one that, that provides. God is the one that, that creates and makes everything but he will bring it via other people so do you have any um maybe stories or insight or wisdom that you might share on small groups of people talking about or not talking about financial issues you know it, it's it's one of those things i have just talked to somebody about social media and i said it's you know someone sharing their highlight reel yeah. And we're watching their highlight reel compared to our low light reel. <laughs> so 
right? Sure, yeah, and, yeah. But when we get closer to real friends, then we have the honest conversations. Yeah. So where can those honest conversations happen? Uh, I suppose a total stranger comes in as professional, but how about better people who love you? Yeah. And that you let them in and you gain some of that experience of, a, of like a father or mother yeah. sharing with their child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Those are, Good point. those are elements that can deeply impact me. And I, it's not just a principle. They're actually sharing from their life. Yeah. I, I think that's absolutely most powerful thing. I can tell you stories of what my father did around me. Yeah. I was raised on a, in a farm and I worked alongside of him. Yeah. And um, I picked up things that even our conversations maybe we didn't elaborate on. Yeah. Okay. So if we think of this as a family or a small group of people that get to know each other, I yeah. want to know the, every element of your life financially. But yeah. let's talk about those principles and be candid and be real with each other. So I think it's highly valuable that we do that in smaller groups and don't take it to the classroom, take it to the living room. Right. So let's talk about something like now. I know that in your house church network, you've got people all around the world, but let's look kind of locally right now. So we see what happens with our neighbors. If our neighbors put up a a fence or a garden or they get a new car or they paint their house or they don't leave their house for a while or they leave their house for a while like we see what goes on right so if we see our neighbor come home with a new car we would talk about the car <laughs> have you ever seen anybody talk about how did you pay for that <laughs> no no because we just we're, we especially here in uh, the western world we can live up to these images of the sparkle of the ad. And, yeah. And so we don't talk about how much indebtedness that, that, yeah. you know, that incurred. So we just see the, the, the glitter and the glamour. Right. So then it does really become keep up with the Joneses. Um, yeah, we, these Joneses are, we're trying to keep up to them, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who the Joneses are either, but 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 that's a really good point. So we see things and we make judgment, or we could see somebody driving around in a clunker, and we could assume that maybe they don't have any money, and yet really they're, they've got a, a mountain of investable assets. So if we don't talk about it, that's where we get judgment. We get, as you just said, the, the what, how did you describe it? The social media. Um, yeah, the highlight reel and the low light reel. Sure, the highlight and the low light, like what is happening on a day-to-day -day basis. So then we become isolated and we don't talk about it. Do you have any sense on what might break through that, that people might talk about it? We have, you and I haven't talked about this. I'm not intending to put you on the spot, but sometimes that happens. Like, would we even say to somebody, wow, how did you pay for that? What a question. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> or, uh, how much did it cost? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that just happened. I was standing in line to get in the store today. Yeah. And the guy was talking about his vehicle and somebody said, what's a sticker on that truck? And I found like, wow, we really got into that conversation quickly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, in, in, you know, in a short period of time with total strangers. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think it takes. Hmm. Um, I think it takes the fathers of the house mm -hmm. to be more vulnerable and to share some of their challenges that they faced. Yeah. And so when I don't see their highlight reel, but I see their low light reel. 
Yeah. And I start asking questions. Oh, so how, how, what happened there? They say, oh, that was a terrible mistake. I did this or that was tremendous. Or so we when we're vulnerable with each other, not on the things we've done incredibly well, maybe start with some of the mistakes we've made. Everybody likes to hear your mistakes. Sure. Yeah. Labels, right? Sure, but instead, I think what we do is we maybe get some great idea um, to make money, and then it's like, hey, you know, guess what? Make money, but we have no idea really where the person is coming from. We assume, um, and then people they close the door. So, have you? Um, so that's the the financing piece. Well, let's talk about the making money piece, and how do we prosper in community? And the, the concept is that we connect and that we're a family, for sure. And the other part of this concept, of course, is that we have judgment and we have preconceived ideas and really we have isolated ourselves from each other and we've made ideas about what is acceptable and not acceptable based on what we see or think we can see. So let's talk about the making money piece. And maybe let's talk about it from a, a younger person perspective. Because somebody that's just out of school or considering university, or maybe they're even a young family, and they have goals and dreams, do you think they even have a sense of how much it's going to cost to get there? Well, again, that depends on their upbringing and how they're raised and did their children, parents give them everything they wanted without understanding the implications of it, or maybe with the mindset of poverty that they could never understand, they'd have to work, work, work. Um, I, th I think, again, it comes back to people who've gone ahead to sit down and ask questions, show interest in um, them, like a father or mother would to their child, but even one step removed as a as a spiritual father or mother, yeah, and uh, ask questions. Hey, where do you where do you see that going? And then, not giving candid ad, not giving just you know answers out of a can, but saying, okay, here's a little bit of life that that I've experienced, or here's the journey that I've been on, or I am on, and they they show interest in the person. Unfortunately, most times, many times, not most times, yeah. times. People talk to us about money because they got a real good deal going on. They want to sell you on on this, you know, this position in the company, or sell you on this investment, and then we kind of go like, oh, if that's why people talk about money, let's don't talk about it at all. Sure. Yeah. We. I mean, we. I think we've probably all had that experience where somebody is like buddy, buddy, buddy. They want to be your best friend. And then it turns out that they want you to join them in some business deal or something. And the business deal might be great, but as soon as you're not interested in it, then yep. they're not your friend anymore. And so if we're going to prosper in community, you and I've talked about a lot of judgments here now. So then the idea is where do we start? And so, Harvey, you haven't taken the three years of money minding training yet, but that's okay. We'll get there. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to talk about some of the application and then in your experience with the, uh, the, the small churches and the family churches. Let's see if we can. Um, communities number six in the money minding uh, 12 step method. And 
it's interesting because I was teaching this corporately and number six was about making money and number seven was about community and it was when God arrested me and, and said nope you know take this to my people that number six and number seven changed and otherwise everything about this from the moment it first landed on paper has been nothing short of life-changing for people following through the process because you one two and three are your purpose your vision and then identifying your seeds that you can plant and then there's some personal stuff like habits and putting systems in place but community nothing starts financially except until we get into community and so have you seen in your your house churches how any of this stuff has happened or do people get involved in the house church so that they can you know make money or not make money or support each other with finances do you think or even in your bigger churches have you seen that before I, I haven't seen that as much again it's something that uh, it's almost like this is our spiritual life yeah and then that's your personal life and I don't want to bring the two together um, so it's it's not talked about or addressed or it's not part of the conversation or again you have another ulterior motive yeah, uh, and and yet that is the whole big key thing right we've we've left money out of it God talked a lot about money God says test him on this stuff Jesus said you can't serve both God and money and really what happens is we end up serving mammon serving money because we don't talk about it we're intimidated by it and yet family you started off talking about the whole um, uh, giving birth and the connection and treating life in family so the application of this is really where we start and we have to start with that awareness we have to start with the truth the truth is that God made us in relationship to him relationship with each other and that finances come in relationship and that if we bring him right into the financial conversation then our family prospers and I'm um, shared it many times it's all over the website and you're going to keep hearing it because Jeremiah 29 7 is as the community prospers so do you it's you know pray for the community and it's right before 29 11 that everybody quotes in terms of of for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and to not cause you harm plans for a hope and a future and it's in community so let's kind of wrap up do you have any ideas or any thoughts maybe on how we would start to break through and you know chip away at the financial conversation I have yeah. one or two but do you have any to add um, and then you know, I, again, I think it's somebody, I think the, uh, I'd often think it'd be great if the fathers in, in the house would be the ones to start the conversations, but, you know, um, sometimes they're feeling some shame or um, frustration themselves. It takes the younger, the innocence of a child who's learned something and says, hey, what's that? How does that work? How does that work? Yeah. So asking the questions of the people who have some wisdom and they say well honey you know I don't know how that works let's talk about it how much did that so, cost how did you pay for that yeah, you, uh, yeah. so keeping those uh, realizing this is my conversation this is, this is critical, critical stuff and 
and or has a lot to do with our, our destiny and our, pur our purpose ahead. Sure. Yeah. Well, you said being vulnerable. And I think that's that shame and that pride and that um, if we, we isolate ourselves, then we need to invite Jesus into that conversation and be vulnerable to say, I don't know. I, I very clearly remember one time, it was the biggest paycheck I'd had at the time. And I remember going, oh, I don't want to tell anybody because I didn't want to be judged by how much money we had, which would be the same thing as not having money. You don't want to be judged. So in summary, we do life in community. We are one big body of Christ and one big family. Jesus invites all of us into relationship. And so where we start is really first with that awareness, first with that vulnerability, first with that decision that we are going to step out and ask some questions. And maybe it starts small, but instead of just going to the financial advisor, maybe it starts with a spouse or a family member or somebody in the home church. And it doesn't have to be really big. How much did you pay for that house? It could be how much are they paying at that particular job or, or can we work together somehow? And all of it has to be birthed in prayer because it is birthed in prayer, birthed in relationship, birthed in commitment that we are not going to judge each other that we are bringing him in and that it is an area that we have left him out of. And if we leave him out of it, then by default, we're following another path. And so I think we should probably close in prayer and then invite everybody into a deeper relationship. I'm going to say right now that make sure that you visit faithforfinances.com, get a free account on moneymining.com. There are all kinds of tools and templates and ideas and we have an on um, online ability to interact ask the questions or listen to the questions and start sharing even if you share anonymously it's a good place to start and so it will take a challenge gather a small group of people and so Lord Jesus we thank you that you wrote about finances. We thank you that from Genesis to Revelation, you give us an example of what to do and what to not to do and how to seek you with our whole heart, not just our head, not just with our, with our spirit, but with our spirit, soul, mind, body, every area of our life. And thank you that we are your children and that we are one big family. And in you, we walk and we live and we breathe and we smile and we laugh and we do community. And we thank you, Lord, for your immeasurable love. In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. So Harvey, thank you. Uh, you can find out more about Harvey on faithforfinances.com. And um, we look forward to um, sharing more with you again next week. Take care and God bless.